Hello, everyone. Today we've got Rand uh, Arif, who is the founder and CEO of Funding Tree. We're going to talk about blockchain and venture capital. Holy cow, this is going to be a discussion you don't want to miss. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another change maker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Rayon, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Devin. You know, Rayon, I've been following you for months and months now, and I've learned that you're truly an expert in the uh, uh, blockchain space. And so I was eager to invite you to come be on the show and have this discussion. So thank you very much for joining me. Uh, There's so much happening in the blockchain world. Uh, Tell us what Funding Tree does using that crypto technology. So um, first of all, I you know I like to point out that blockchain technology and anybody to be called an expert today is a little premature because this is new technology we're all learning. I'm very keen to get deeply dived into this whole technology. I think it's really exciting, and what prompted us to look at it is because we saw a lot of challenges in the way capital is being deployed, the way capital is funded, the way capital transactions occur uh, across the space, particularly in real estate, which is a sector that I'm heavily involved in. And so we decided that, you know, Funding Tree could be a brand, a platform that actually addresses many of the issues in delivering capital. Uh, So who are your customers and how will they use the platform? So our primary customers are, are people that need capital. And that could be sponsors, issuers, companies, startup companies, established companies that need capital. And capital in the form of both debt and equity um, to help them you know, build something, to grow, to um, even you know, late stage financing at, you know, at the different stages of their um, you know, uh, progress. So as you look at um, this space, uh, the regulatory environment is, maybe we could call it tumultuous. Uh, the SEC uh, seems even just in the last few days to be reiterating the message that they are the ones that will regulate uh, this space. How does your platform fit into the regulatory framework that's developing? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I think we've taken the, the view that, first of all, we have to work with existing regulations. So any business model that we try and build mustn't wait for changes to occur. We have to work with existing regulations that we understand very well and, and can be effectively used you know, in providing capital, raising capital, Um, So our view is very much that, yes, there is still some debate around, you know, tokens and utility functions and uh, securities, but we would very much take a a legal point of view in that we would get the best advice from securities attorneys, we'll work with the regulators, uh, and, you know, ideally we would like to take an approach where we engage with the SEC and say, hey, guys, this is what we're trying to do, this is you know, tell us 
that we're doing the right thing. We think we're doing the right thing based on the guidance we're given, but you know, work with us because I think the SEC themselves uh, truly don't know all the answers. What they can always turn back to is the regulation. It's an interesting space because I think the SEC right now is taking the view that virtually all uh, tokens or coins are securities. And yet, um, I, I finally have a clarity in my mind about the fact that some things may not be securities. A, a token wouldn't always be a security. For instance, if you use a token to represent a piece of art or an, another physical asset, it is simply a representation of a way to track that physical asset. And that wouldn't seem like, to me, a security. What is, what's your take on that? So, and again, I, this is one of those areas which, you know, we are still grappling with that, that side of it. And clearly we have examples that we would like to deploy in our ecosystem uh, where it is a utility function in terms of, you know, we want to be able to use digital tokens, tokenization or digital coins to function as a utility. However, with, at this point in time, we have to be careful that any of those functions then don't imply that it is a security. So that's something, as I said, we need to have you know, as much guidance and, and clear guidance on what we can and cannot do. Yeah. It's also on the other extreme, it's easy to see how some things clearly are securities. If a token represents a limited partnership interest in a real estate project, that sure looks a lot like a, a security under conventional rules. You know, assigning a coin to it wouldn't change that, would it? No, not at all. And I think you have to look at, you know, conventional ways. If you look at the traditional crowdfunding, Nobody asked what, what was what wasn't a security. You know, when you did a 506C raise, there wasn't this question. Now, the only difference here is that if you intend to utilize tokens to function within that, you know, system, then you pretty much have to think in those terms. However, there are some other aspects, you know, within the use of tokens, which actually is much more of a utility function. And if I could use as an example, you know, one of the areas that, you know, I'm actively involved in is another initiative to help startup companies uh, operate within their own ecosystem where we provide them with tokens that they can use for services to help them develop. Now, the, the idea behind that is that the investor capital is protected because they can only spend that money within that ecosystem using tokens and also for the specific purpose of, you know, what they need to do as a startup. So it's, it's something that we've looked at as one of the reasons why investor capital never goes outside their inner circle because of a lack of trust. And I think this is one way of helping to build trust. That's one example where it is a utility function. We're not implying that this will, you know, you're going to make, you know, the value of this will go up. However, once you create, once you create the ecosystem and you can show a functioning system, which is utilizing tokens and people are using those tokens to pay for services, then there is a secondary market for that token. And that's when people will speculate on that token. Now, does that make it a security? 
that's still, you know, uh, debatable. Yeah, this is a, a really important discussion. You know, recently you were in Turkey uh, at a crypto conference. Tell us a little bit about what you shared there. Okay, so Turkey was a really interesting uh, visit in that um, I was asked to be at a banking as a ser service summit uh, headed by a lot of the European banks. And um, I had never been to Turkey. I didn't really know much about what was developing in Turkey. And my first impression was, wow, this looks like, you know, when I'm driving into the city at night, this looks like Las Vegas in 2006. There's all these skyscrapers and buildings going up. And I was fascinated to see all this development taking place. So when we were at the summit, we were amazed at the amount of openness and the, the development of technology, even much more so than in the United States. Um, for example, the banks are very supportive, particularly in Europe, of you know, all the different things that are going on. There's not a discussion around you know, what, what is a token, what is security, but they are pretty much embracing the regulations. Um, but, you know, they, have, they seem to have a lot more support uh, from, you know, the regula regulations themselves. Yeah, fascinating. Well, uh, Ryan, you, you, you've been, you've had a, a, you know, a stellar career. What's the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Well, I guess probably the most important lesson is that, you know, you never stop learning. I, um, you know, even at my age, I'm, you know, based in an incubator where I mentor a lot of students and young people. At the same time, I learn things from them about what's happening today. Um, probably I would say that the best lesson in life is, you know, success only teaches you so much, but failure teaches you a lot. And I learned more from failure than I did from success. Now, that's a great, great lesson. Why blockchain? What, what draws you to this space? Um, so I think, you know, back in uh, the, you know, the dot-com era, I was actively involved as an investor. I, I invested a lot of money in the original, you know, website technology. Um, I, I did it from the outside. Um, this time around, I'm heavily involved in what's going on in the, you know, the, the old startup community. I've been for a number of years. And, you know, my background is that I, I worked for Kodak for 23 years. We made film and paper. We used some amazing technology to develop what we did. You know, it was really complex. At that time, that kind of technology was only accessible to corporations. So when I looked at this technology, I looked at it with that kind of, you know, mindset that, you know, we always thought about, you know, how to create efficiency, production, speed, cost reduction, all of those things. So when I looked at what's going on in the industry today, particularly when it comes to finance and, and, and real estate, a lot of the technology being used today is primarily in social media, marketing, how to find listings, how to engage with customers, but it isn't at the transactional level of where you have a lot of, you know, legacy systems, outdated systems that are just not efficient. Within the banking system is a great example. There's a lot of, you know, uh, archaic systems that aren't functioning very well. So I put on my Kodak hat 
in terms of looking at technology. And I said, and then we started to look at blockchain technology and I realized that this has a lot of implications that people aren't really seeing at the moment, particularly when it comes to addressing um, how we can, you know, beat some of these problems. You know, the problems of, you know, being able to verify, you know, the, the different parties involved in the transit. There's a lot of documentation in the process. So we looked at it at blockchain in that capacity and I really came to the conclusion that this is probably the, you know, the biggest single shift um, that we, we can make, but it's going to take a long time to get there. I believe, you know, we're, you know, we're at, we're probably at somewhere around 1998 of the internet. Yeah, fascinating. Well, uh, Rayan, what is your superpower? Um, I guess that I would say that the superpower that I have, if that can be called a superpower, is that I have been fortunate to be involved in lots of different things. It's not been one channel. So, you know, I went from a nightclub, you know, um, to Kodak, Kodak working in film and paper to running my own company, which was completely different in terms of, you know, it was marketing. So I've kind of gone through the full gamut of different experiences, but my ability to grasp any one of those and become as knowledgeable, I wouldn't use the word expert because I think that, you know, uh, I like to reserve that for one day, I hope I get there. But I think it's the ability to grasp different sectors and have a, a very broad knowledge of different industries and quickly get into you know, doing so, because I think there are a lot of core principles at stake in every industry, and I try to apply those core principles to different industries. Great. Well, Ryan, Ryan, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, and I know you're busy. Before you go, would you take just a minute to tell people how they can learn more about Funding Tree and how they can connect with you personally? Okay, so fundingtree.com, you'll get all the information you need about what we're working on. Uh, if you need to contact me, I'm always accessible via email, which is rayan, R-A-Y-A-A-N, at fundingtree.com. Fantastic. Well, uh, Ryan, Rayan, we wish you every success in building out this uh, blockchain ecosystem here. Thank you so much, Devin. Thank you. All righty. Let's do some good. A Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. This podcast is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devon is a champion of social good, writing about advocating for and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor 
who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com.